so blessed. So blessed. Praise God. He just does so many things we could never do. But he, he calls us to be partners with him. Amen. We have a special treat this morning. Bernard, won't you come on up? He's, he's got something that's bubbling on him. Now, if he starts dancing on the, around the chairs and stuff, just watch out. It's good to be back in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I missed you guys. I really, really did. I mean, I have great in-laws, but it's good to be back in the house of my brothers and my sisters in the Lord. Amen. Uh, I was just going to share a simple testimony. Uh, it's simple, yet it's profound. Let's see. Uh, I've been doing calisthenics since I was about eight years old because I was a bony little kid, wanted to get bigger and stronger. Uh, so since then, you know, I got into bodybuilding, actually competed, believe it or not, got on the stage and all that other stuff. So I have quite a bit of knowledge. But about a year ago, I decided that despite all this that I knew, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit be my coach. And working out at home with the Holy Spirit as your coach is awesome. So many times we put the Holy Spirit in a box. Oh, the Holy, Holy Spirit, he only cares about spiritual stuff. Wrong. If you care about it, no matter what it is, he will help you with it. If you let him. Okay. I'm saying that to say that since I've let the Holy Spirit be my coach, I've seen better results. I'm getting stronger at home, not at the gym, at home with dumbbells and a bench, okay? And it's been amazing. I'm 60 years old and I'm getting better results than I did at 25 and 30 and 35 years old. I'm not doing all the protein shakes. I'm not doing all the eat every three hours and, you know, get the protein in you and da, 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 da. None of that stuff. But with the Holy Spirit as my coach, it's awesome. Why am I sharing that? Because you can apply it to anything in your life, no matter what it is. Don't put God in a box and say, I've got the rest of this. I know what I'm doing. Really? You know what you're doing? More than the creator does? Really? You, we, we think we've got it together, and God is saying, okay, I'll let you have it. You do your thing. But when you let him in, it's going to blow your mind in whatever it is that you're doing. Amen? Amen. All right, that's great. That's great. I have a little problem though. You said you're 60, but you also said that you've been doing calisthenics since you were eight. And I figure that's about 15, 20 years ago. What's the math there? See, when you get to 50, you start taking them off every year. That's, that's, that's the secret there. Praise God. Well, you're in for a special treat today. And uh, we got to have this rip-roaring man of God up here to be able to share the word of God with you, give him your open ears, your open eyes, and your open heart. Amen. Amen. Pastor Kelly. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. Come on, give God a clap hand. Oh, give God a hand clap. I said it wrong, didn't I? 
Hallelujah. Look up to Jesus. He's the author, the perfecter, and the finisher of your faith. Wait a minute. I've got sunglasses on. Man, that sure filtered things. I couldn't see quite right. Yeah, I did that purposely, of course, you know. Um, I just want to um, uh, let everyone know it is a privilege. It's an honor to be able to uh, serve the Lord. Hallelujah. To, to be a conduit for his glory and for his honor. Amen. But you know what? Each one of us can be a conduit for the glory of God to pour through. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you're one too. Hallelujah. Now, for those of you who don't know, I know we've got a few new people here today. Uh, I am a school teacher. And so I have a teaching flow. I can have a kind of a prophetic flow. I can uh, prophetically teach. Uh, but I just love Jesus. Huh? I love Jesus. Okay. And I might get a little dramatic sometimes. Okay. But that's okay. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is good. Okay. When they said unto me, let us go up to the what? The house of the Lord. It is good when they said to me, let us go. Hallelujah. May that be one of the things that your family says when it comes to be Wednesday night or Sunday mornings. Come, let us go to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's something very powerful in that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, this morning... I want us to uh, take a look at what we're holding on to. Look at your neighbor and say, what are you holding on to? Look at someone else and say, I'm holding on to a lot of stuff. <laughs> now, some of it's great. And then some of it's not so great. And we're going to get into that a little bit today. And, and I want you to uh, be ready for what God has planned for each and every one of us as we go through the message today. I, I hold in my hands a few things that I've held on to for the past uh, years. Um, one of them are the pictures uh, that I just, in fact, I went to Colorado just for Independence Day week, and, and I saw my mom and I saw my brother. And for many of you who know, I've my dad's no longer alive. All my grandparents are gone. Uh, my sister passed away a couple of years ago. My uncle passed away. And, and so there's been a lot of things we've had to say goodbye to. And um, uh, we have a person here who uh, has lost a sister very, very recently. And, and um, so we want to lift up Kathy Kelly. And uh, uh, let's pray over her just very briefly. Father, we pray over Kathy. Would your comfort come over her right now? Surround her on the loss of her sister, very precious, dear child of God. And we pray that you will bring forth the comfort that only you can bring to her and her family, Father, as they go through this time, this season of change, Father. We just know that you will be found faithful and you will be found victorious in the end. And we just thank you for the powerful results hallelujah, of testimonies, yes, that can even come from this in the mighty name of Jesus. And we praise you for the results in Jesus' name, amen. Some of the people that have gone from my life that I hold on to some pictures, some precious memories. Remember the song, precious memories, how they linger. Amen. Okay. That's my grandmother and my granddad. Okay. Here's my grandma and my grandpa. Okay. And, uh, 
maybe many of you have your grandparents still alive and some of you, they've all gone. Uh, but uh, maybe your grandparents were wonderful, maybe they weren't so wonderful, okay? But um, I'm just saying here, I have some things that I hold on to, you know, some, some things, you know. Uh, here's a picture of what my sister drew years ago when she was in high school and it caused her to get a first place ribbon in the county fair and it was put into the uh, New Mexico State Capitol Art Gallery for a period of time, you know. So there's some things that, that I hold dear in my heart. This is the first Bible that my mom and dad gave me. It's a King James version, you know, the snap kind, you know, and, and uh, to print that's way too tiny for me to read right now, you know, but uh, it has lots of lines in it and highlights, you know, from the years and a few pages are missing from when my brother was born and he decided that he wanted to have a few pieces to chew on. <laughs> But there's, it's still here, and I hold to those things. Uh, I know that each one of us, okay, we have things that we hold on to. Uh, am I right? Yes. Look at your neighbor and say, we have things that we hold on to. You know, um, there are some things that the Bible tells us to hold on to as well. Let's look at some of those things that the Bible tells us to hold on to. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. If you'll put that on the screen, if you've got it in your Bible, open it up. If you're on the iPad, whatever that you've got, we're going to take a little time and look at some scriptures of what holding on to something. And it's very biblical. And let's read. It says, therefore, in Hebrews 10, 19, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, we sang about the blood of Jesus, didn't we? And we have bold access to enter the throne room of grace. I repeat that. You have bold access because of the blood of Jesus. Uh, it says, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let's continue. Verse 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Did you hear that? Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Hallelujah. We can hold unswervingly to Christ Jesus because he is faithful. He will do what he has promised he will do. He does not backtrack. He does not say, wait a minute, I'm sorry, I did something and I didn't mean to do it. Here, let me take that. Okay, that's not what he does. He is faithful in all that he does. He is unchanging in all that he is. Do you understand what's being said here? Hallelujah. It says, let us then in consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. You, because we have this unswerving hope, hallelujah, in Christ Jesus and who he is and what he's done and how faithful he is, we can now consider how we can spur one another on unto love and good works. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time for good works. It's time for love. 
Hallelujah. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. COVID-19. Okay. But encouraging one another. And in all the more as you see the day approaching. Jesus is coming soon. And in that understanding, we need to be coming together and we need to put our lives together and become the body that God's called us to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us take a look. So we hold on unswervingly to the hope. Hallelujah that we have. Let's go to another place. Hebrews chapter 3 verses 12 through 14. Hebrews chapter 3 verses 12 through 14. See to it, brothers and sisters. Are you a brother and sister in Christ? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart. Unbelieving heart. Sinful, unbelieving heart. And it says to the brothers and sisters, we're not talking about the people who don't know the Lord. We're talking of the people who do know the Lord, but they still hold on to an unbelieving heart. Things have taken place in their lives. We'll talk about that in a few moments. Hallelujah. It says, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Oh my. Look at someone and say, oh my. But encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Sin's deceitfulness. Sin is not a good thing. Hallelujah. Did you know that I, I found, a, 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 I haven't pursued it too much, but I, I saw something that was listed that in the Oxford Dictionary, they've actually taken out the word sin. Because in the younger generation, it has gone into disuse and is no longer necessary. Huh. Think on that one. <laughs> we have come. Everyone say, we have come to share in Christ. If indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the end. So we can hold to the original conviction that we have clear until the very end. Is it going to get tough at times? Yes. Are we going to back down? No. Because we hold unswervingly. Because we hold to our original conviction that we made. Some of us made that convictive uh, decision years ago. Others have just done so in recent years. But wherever you stand in that spectrum, your God is faithful. And we can hold to the original conviction that we held from the beginning. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Let's move on. So we've, uh, we can hold on to our hope. We can hold on to our original conviction. Another scripture found in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 through 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 through 12. Some of you are saying, why are we reading so much of the word? Oh, we'll find out here in just a minute. You'll understand why we read so much of the word here in this place. Hallelujah. Because it's something that we desperately need in these days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter six, verses 11 and 12. But you, man of God. Okay. It doesn't mean that the ladies are not included. 
okay? Ladies included. Flee from all this. And there was a whole list of things that were not in line with God's word, okay? A whole slew of things that uh, was told of Timothy, okay, to, to flee from. And it says, and pursue. Everyone say pursue. pursue. I wonder what it means to pursue. Lay back and relax and watch it go by. No, to chase after. Okay, chase, pursue. I know it's, uh, it's kind of wrong, but when I was growing up, mom and dad took my sister and I a few times to the dogs, to the dog races in Arizona. They had, you know, like the horse racing, you know, they had dog racing. Uh, but all the dogs, they ran after a bunny rabbit that had a carrot in its hand and it would chase right in front of them. And they go chasing and pursuing, pay, chasing and pursuing that rabbit, okay? All the way across the finish line, okay? And so you were supposed to get money if you want. I don't know what all that stuff is. So I just remember watching the greyhounds just run as fast as they could, okay? And wonder why they were so skinny, okay? That's beside the point. Okay, but it says here, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold. What? Take hold. Do what? Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Take hold of the eternal life you have eternal life coming your way. There are going to be some struggles. There are going to be some hardships. There are going to be some ups and downs. But your God is faithful. He's given you a way, hallelujah, by which to live life for the glory of God. Let us not allow the things of this world uh, to try us and to tempt us and to overcome us so that we fall and begin to walk and act just like the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's given us a better walk to walk. Hallelujah. We are supposed to stick out like a sore thumb. Ow. But I don't want anyone to notice me. Um, according to the word of God, you are a light on a hill. There's not much hiding about that. Ever been to the hills? If you're on top of a hill, okay, uh, you're going to be seen, okay? And so God wants you to be seen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. And so let's uh, continue on. Let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. We've talked about the fact that we can hold on to our, the hope that's given to us. We can hold on to our original conviction we can hold on to eternal life that is given to us. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 1 through 2. What else can we hold on to? Now, brothers and sisters, are you a brother and a sister? Hallelujah. He's talking to you then. I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if, what? You hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you've believed in vain. 
So there is a message that has gone forth. It brought salvation to your spirit. And now your soul, we'll talk about that in a few minutes, is now currently being saved. Hallelujah. And in that, we're going to hold firmly to the word that has been preached to you. Hallelujah. You don't think about it and look at it. Well, that's a nice suggestion. Well, my way's better. So I'm going to go ahead and do it my way. Okay. Do you get what I'm trying to say? These are words of life. That's a hymn. Did you remember that? Sing them over again to me. Wonderful words of life. La da 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 da. Wonderful words of life. Words of life and beauty. Teach me faith and duty. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Okay? So, you know, I'm not here to sing. I'm here to give you the word. But the word of God... Hallelujah is something we can hold on to, the message of the gospel. It is the eternal under, the truth that, that will bring us, hallelujah, to a place of victory. Hallelujah. Amen? Hallelujah. So this word, hallelujah, is something we can hold on to. The last one I wanted to bring up, and there are many others that we can hold on to. Hallelujah. John chapter 8, verses 31 to 32. Pastor Dan has shared this over and over through the years, and it still rings true. Something that we can hold on to. So watch for it. To the Jews who had believed him, the ones who had what? Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, if you what? Hold to my teaching. Hallelujah. You are really my disciples. Now, think about what it means to hold on to that. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean just to say, yeah, I've got my little cross right here. And I have a little bumper sticker on my car that says, honk if you love Jesus. Isn't that nice and special? Okay. No, there's something about the cross. There's something about the Jesus that's worth more than just this little physical figure wrapped around my neck and that little sticker that's on my car. It's literally something that has changed who I am, changing who I am, and will continue to change who I am until I am everything that my God has called me to be. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, then... Not just then you will know the truth and truth set you free. You got to know the other part first. Hold to my teaching. Hold to my teaching. Then you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. There are a lot of quote unquote truths that are in the world today. All of them claim to be the truth. But there's only one truth. And it's the truth that is found in this wonderful thing called the Word of God. Hallelujah. There can be nothing more powerful than what's in this Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, as children of God who have been redeemed by the blood, have you been redeemed by the blood? Well, if you are children of God then, and you've said yes to Jesus, be Lord and Master and Savior and boss of my life, then yes, you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. We have access and should be living these truths. 
that we've just seen. But in fact, there is a part of us uh, that is in total agreement with what we've just talked about and more that's found in the word. And that part of us is called our spirit. When we said yes to Jesus, bam, our spirit came alive. We are now in Christ. Hallelujah. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. Can I get an amen? It still rings true today, even if you happened to do that 62 years ago. Wait, I can't be that far because I was only minus two years old when that happened. Okay, that won't work. Okay, but you understand what I'm saying. Hallelujah. No matter how far back it's been since you came to know Christ or if you just barely came to know Christ, and I believe someone's going to come to Christ Jesus today. Hallelujah. Whether it be here in the, in, the, in the building or if it's online or YouTube, I want us to know that he does make all things new. There was once the old way, the old patterns. Now there is a new way. I have a new way of living. I have a new life divine. I have the fruit of the spirit. I'm abiding, abiding in the vine, abiding in the vine, abiding in the vine. Love, joy, health, peace, he has made them mine. I have prosperity, hope and ability, abiding, abiding in the vine. Hallelujah. Man, there were some powerful songs back then filled with the word. Hallelujah. How do you get to know the word? Hallelujah. One great way is singing them. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, we might need to sing the word. Hallelujah. Now remember, we're a three-part being, everybody. And our spirit, when we came to know Jesus, is alive and well unto Jesus. Hallelujah. And we are three parts. The spirit, then there is the soul, and then there is the body. We know what the Spirit's already done. Now, our body is going to receive wholeness and salvation at the time that we meet Jesus. Hallelujah. But our soul, when the Greek is called the suke. Everyone say the suke. I didn't say the soup. I said the suke. Okay, suke. And that is composed of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Hallelujah. Everyone say your mind. For the information and all the stuff that goes in, the 8 plus 8 is 16, or the 8 plus 2 might be 14, you know, nowadays. No, okay? There, and, your, and your mind might be changed because you find out something new, and so you change your mind about something. Hallelujah. So your mind is part of your suke, and you have your will. Your will is your yes and your no. Yes, I will do that. No, I will not. Okay? And your emotions. <laughs> okay? Who cares? Okay, those are your emotions. I know, being an elementary school teacher can really have its perks, okay? And so we have our suke, our soul. Now, we understand, uh, some of you may not know, that our soul is in the process of being saved. Okay? We're not perfect in our soul. And the enemy can come in. And have his wonderful way. Well, not so wonderful way, but he thinks it's a wonderful way. He'll come in and he will have his so-called way in our lives. Okay? And we need to identify where that is happening so that we can, uh, what we're holding on to, we can let go. And that we can move into the greater places of what God has for us. Hallelujah. The new way of living. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Now we can hold on to some things that are not so great and they end up destroying us in the end if we don't do anything about it. Let's look at some of those and there are many others I know that you could probably come up with that you're dealing with currently or that you have dealt with and there might be some things that you are holding on to now that you don't realize that are destructive, but God wants to do a delivering work in your life if you're willing, like Bernard said, if you will let him. Hallelujah. Let's, uh, let's talk about some things that we have a tendency uh, to hold on to that might prove destructive in the end. How about your rights? I have my rights. Do you hear that a lot in nowadays culture? But it's my rights. My rights are being violated. Well, they might be. Hallelujah. But when we allow these things and others that I'm going to talk about to become the driving force behind how you live your life, it's going to ruin you. I'm going to, I'm going to be saying some more things. Some of you are nodding your head. Yes, I know, because I've done a little bit of that. And I know where it takes you. Okay? Hallelujah. The, the things that the world is driven by is not necessarily the way that you as a child of God should be living. It doesn't fit in the word of God. It doesn't fit, hallelujah, the clothing that you should be wearing as a child of God. It's the wrong clothing for the wrong person. Hallelujah. I want my way. I will have my way. I have my opinion and my opinion matters. Okay? Let that sink in. Now, we, we've got to understand, okay, that just because the world is blah, 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 and doing this all the time, doesn't mean we get to join in. Okay? We are supposed to be different. We are peculiar. We're strange. We're supposed to stick out. When everyone else is a golden, delicious apple, yellow in color, we are a red delicious apple. We stick out purposefully. We have a different flavor. You do know the golden delicious apples and red delicious apples. They do not have the same texture. They don't taste the same. Just because they're both called delicious apples doesn't mean they're the same. No. Look at your neighbor and say, hmm. How about these things that we hold on to? Tradition. But we Pentecostals, we put out our dresses, if you're a lady, clear down to here, clear down to here, and clear up to here. And if you're a guy, you wear the long sleeve shirt and the three-piece suit, okay, and you do it even in 115-degree weather. My, my, my. Okay? I'm not against those things, okay? It's nice to look nice. Hallelujah. But it's the driving force of how you live your life. And if anyone is wrong about it and you haven't, there's just like, it's an infraction. It's against the rules. Don't you know tradition? Tradition rules. Be careful. Look at your neighbor and say, be careful. Culture. Just because the culture does it doesn't mean it's right. Don't, don't you know, um, Mr. Police Car Driver? That, that I, I have addressed myself and I, I, am, I am now a cow. 
And, and therefore, since I'm not a human being, I can go ahead and drive as fast as I want to because I am now uh, saying that I'm now a cow. Okay. Uh, well, what? Okay. That doesn't work? Oh, well. All right, moving right along. So we have culture issues, okay? And just because the culture doesn't, doesn't mean that we get to hold on to it because the rest of culture is doing it. How about this? Titles. I'm holding on to my title. Call me apostle. I am a prophet. You shall address me as Prophet Kelly Hancock. Really? Do you even have a prophetic bone in your body? <laughs> money. The love of money is what? The root of all evil, and yet this world is run by what? Money. Money, honey. <laughs> Fame. Fortune. The voice. Lo, 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 lo. And everyone goes, oh, it's so glorious. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Let's see if I can twirl 15 twirls in the air. They only did 14 on that last one. Let me see how I can dance better than anyone else. Fame and fortune and money. Oh my goodness, it goes on and on. We're all about it. And then we want to text everybody about all the results. Oh, is that the world or what? Am I saying that it's wrong to watch those things or be involved? No. But when it's your driving force of how you're living, good grief. Get a grip. There's more to life. Hello, look at your neighbor and say, there's more. How about unforgiveness? You're holding on to unforgiveness? But they did me wrong. You don't know everything that happened and I just can't forgive them. I heard that one just not too long ago. They said, I will not forgive. Hmm. I think God's word actually says few places. If you don't forgive other people, then what will happen? You won't be forgiven. One verse actually even says that if you don't forgive others, then the tormentors will be sent after you. I don't know what the tormentors are. I don't want to find out. I don't want to be scared into uh, being forgiven okay, or forgive. Okay? But I do know that if I don't forgive, that opens doors. Look at your neighbor and say, it opens doors. Okay, hurt, pain, grudges. We hold grudges. They deserve it. Uh, really? <laughs> Holding on to your way? Okay, because you just want to? Huh? Bitterness, rage? Some of that road rage out there is as a result of holding on to the unforgiveness and all the other stuff that it goes and wraps itself and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And then all it takes is one person to make one tiny small move. They touch the dotted yellow line or something. And all of a sudden, honk, 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 whatever. All I was doing was trying to slap the bee that was right there on my steering wheel. And I didn't want it to touch me and sting me. Ooh, okay. All right. How about things? Things, possessions. Hallelujah. 
okay? Is it wrong to have things and possessions? No, but if it's your driving force in life, then guess what? It's gonna destroy you in the end. Huh? I, I put this last one down uh, because really this might kind of be the, the overall word that we might say all this is a part of. We're really trying to hold on to our own life. Okay? Uh, I'm reminded of the scripture that says, you know, if you save your life, what's going to happen? You're going to lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, what's going to happen? You'll find it. You'll save it. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, you know, all these things, okay, that, that we've just talked about, they become the driving force behind how we do life. Then it brings destruction. Okay, our soul, everyone say soul, is affected daily by the experiences that we have in life. Okay, we hold to things as, as experiences go by in our life. They form and fashion how our soul responds to things. Okay, many experiences cause us to believe uh, things that are contrary to the word of God. So if they're contrary to the word of God, what are they? I'm going to say that. What are they? What are they? It's not a naughty word to say that. They are lies. Look at your neighbor and say they are lies. Okay? They're lies. And we need to identify the lies because we are being motivated by the lies that are in, the, in our hearts, in our lives, in our souls. Okay? Let's go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verses 21 to 25. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you. Hallelujah. Which can save you. Verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Okay. One of the versions, many of the versions say, which can save your soul. And you look up soul right there and it deals with suke. Your mind, your will, your emotions. So it says, so get rid of the things that are not of this world, that are not of this, of, of our God and in his word that so are prevalent. Humbly accept the word that is planted in you. See, it's already what? Planted. It's there already. All you need to do is get rid of that other stuff and let that word grow. Feast on the word. Let it come up. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's going to what? Save your soul. Why? Because your soul's unhealthy. It needs salvation. It's in the process right now of being saved. Let's go to 3 John 2. 3 John 2. 3 John 2. Third John 2, there we go. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. So what that is saying there is, is that you have a soul that is doing well or it's a healthy soul. Hallelujah. We're getting there. Then the rest of us is going to be doing well. But if you have an unhealthy soul, a soul that is lacking, then the rest of you in person, whoever you are, is not going to be doing well. So you need a soul that is going to be well. 
So your purpose in part here is to deal with the areas of your soul that you might line up more and more with what you can hold on to that is right and that is godly. And let go of the things that this world, that's the only way they can do life. It's the only way they do it. If you're a person who is lost, you don't know Christ, that's the way you do life. All the things that we shared, what we hold on to that are destructive, that's all they know to do. And it's a vicious circle. You can be free of that today. Hallelujah. But we can still struggle with these areas in our soul. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, tell us something that we've shared over and over again in this, in this body. Hallelujah. Our soul is in need of repair. We need to be saved in our soul. We need to be full, whole, complete in our soul. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Don't conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed, be changed, be renewed in the, in, in, of your mind. Be renewed in your mind. What is your mind? Part of your soul, part of your suke. Hallelujah. Then, what? Then you will be able to attest and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our soul needs to be renewed, needs to be transformed. Hallelujah. Now, because of these experiences, negative things that have come into our lives, we begin to hold on to these things that, that destroy us in the end and the lies that come with them. We begin to build walls. Everyone say build walls. We build walls to protect ourselves. We were hurt in some way, form, or fashion. We build walls for defense. We are now our own defender, okay? We uh, build these walls for hiding purposes, okay? We no longer want to be seen. Hallelujah, we want to isolate. We build walls for security, for safety, Hallelujah. Because of the things that have been done to us, the things that have been said to us, the things that have taken place through life. Hallelujah. We end up building walls, not walls that people can see physically, but walls that are on the inside of us. And they literally shift and change how we do life. They were not put there by God. They were put there by you so that you could save self. Why these walls are built for you to be in control. When you walk where you are now in control, okay, then you must be God. You are walking in idolatry. Okay? We become our own protector. Sometimes we even say, God, you're not protecting me the way I want you to protect me. I want to still be involved in this lifestyle, but you're not protecting me, so I'll be my own protector. And we get all mixed up in our, in our theology about who God is and what he's allowed and what he's going to do and how he's going to work for us. Hallelujah. We become our own defender. We, became, we become our own safety. We become our own fortress. Okay? No one can touch me and now I'm safe. I am now in control of things. And that's the way we start living. What about you? 
And all of these were perpetrated by experiences that we've had. And because our soul is in desperate need of salvation and it's a work in progress, okay, there, there, we begin to find out that lies come in and those lies are actually the things that are motivating us and causing us to live the way we live. We're trapped, okay? We're being held captive. We're being held captive by the enemy in our soul. Hallelujah. Lies are being expressed in so many different variations these days. And if we're not careful, we accept them. They are lies. They are from the father of lies. And though he is exposing himself in full regalia nowadays, that does not make it okay for us to accept part of it or compromise. We stand unswervingly to the hope that we profess. Does everyone understand what we're talking about here today? Unless we embrace the Lord and his voice of truth, we will yield to the father of lies. And those who don't even know the Lord, they live their lives in this realm because it's a part of how humanity flows. Jesus is not the center. Hallelujah. There is a new way of living, though. I repeat, there is a new way of living, though. Well, I'm not going to stop the sermon here because there's a new way. Hallelujah. It is a new and living way. It's a new way of believing. Hallelujah. The Lord was even telling wayward Israel in the midst of their sin, in the midst of their confrontation, in the midst of their complete defiance and rebellion to the Lord. And he said in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19, let's go there and look at it. It says, forget the former things. Forget your former way of what you were doing, how you were living, what you were thinking, how you were holding on to all this stuff. Forget it. It's possible. I am here. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? It's here. It's already in your midst. I am making a way and even in the wilderness, the most impossible places where you can think that I would be. This cannot even be touched by God, you say. I have another news flash for you. God's word says that he's even making a way in the most impossible circumstances. He is the God of the new. He is not a God who is just saying, oh, shame for shame for shame. He is in your midst. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, let's give him a praise offering. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm reminded of the rich man that Jesus was talking to in Mark chapter 10, verses 12, uh, 21 and 22. Let's look at it. Jesus looked at this rich man. Everyone say the rich man. Because uh, Jesus and he were talking and, uh, and this guy comes up and he says, uh, Master, what must I do to inherit inter- eternal life? And he says, well, he went through some of those 10 commandments and the man says, oh, I've done all that. And then Jesus says, uh, you have one thing. And here it is. He says, go and sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. He saw what was available and he decided, he chose not to go that path. He chose to hold on to the old way of living. And he said no to the new. Even though it was the son of the living God that was talking to him face to face, he still didn't get it. 
Hallelujah. Man of Gadara. I'm reminded of the man of Gadara. Pastor Dan talks about him all the time. <laughs> Woo! What a change that took place in that man. Hallelujah. We find in Luke chapter 8, verses 26 to 33. They sailed, meaning Jesus and the disciples. They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. Let's continue on. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice. Hallelujah. What do you want me with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him and thought, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Man, this guy was a danger, okay? It was an old life of destruction everywhere he went. Hallelujah. Let's continue on. Jesus asked him, what is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. And they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and the demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs. And he gave them permission. Then the, when the demons came out of the man, this is verse, uh, the next one, this is, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank and into the lake and was drowned. So that old way of living went into some pigs, and then they were destroyed. It's a way that is sure destruction. There are things we're holding on to that are sure destruction if we don't do anything about it. Hallelujah. Let's move on. In verses 38 and 39, the man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. There was evangelism in the, in, the, in the heart of that man. He had changed from an old destructive pattern and the new had come and he said, bring it on Jesus. I am tired of this old life. He had to have come to Jesus with that mindset because people who don't want to be delivered are not going to just uh, gladly come up to Jesus. Hallelujah. So he received the new. Hallelujah. He saw what Jesus was saying and he accepted it because it was destruction without it. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? A few years ago, a minister of the gospel I heard shared this verse in Isaiah that we just finished with a few moments ago. And he spoke it in the following way. Stop dwelling on past events and brooding over times gone by. I am doing something new. Ever seen a brooding chicken? Anyone been on a farm? Raised chickens? Well, those chickens, sometimes they go brooding over their little nest of eggs. Okay? They're brooding. And they are not nice. Okay? They keep everyone away. Okay? Now, put that into perspective of what's being said here. Okay? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Hallelujah. You're brooding over your past and you're not letting anyone touch it get away from me I want to have it my way the past hurt me I'm brooding I want something to come out of this there's destruction in the end hallelujah Mark 2 verses 21 and 22 no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment otherwise the new piece will pull away from the old making the tear worse 
And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. Some of you, okay, maybe many of us, there is a new move of God coming on the earth today. There's something happening. It's brooding in the spirit of God. And he's uh, saying things are coming to pass. Uh, I'm setting things in motion. But you're stuck in your old clothing. You're stuck in your old wineskin. You're stuck with the old wine. You're saying the old wine is good. I'm reminded in the word of God where it says that Jesus went and there was wine that he had changed from the water, right? And and, uh, they all said, you know, usually, you know, they put all the, what the good wine the best wine at the beginning and then at the end you know you just put out those yucky stuff but you have just saved the best or the new wine till last I, just like everything so many things in, in the kingdom of God they are opposite of the way they are in the world God's word says that I am pouring out my spirit it is a new wave a new flow a new kind hallelujah will you not perceive it will you not receive it our God is on the move. There's some old clothing that we're wearing. There's some old wine that we have in an old wine skin that's cracked and not able to receive anything or hold anything. My God, he is giving you a new wine skin if you will but receive it. He is giving you new clothing. Let him put some new clothing on you. Take off the old you. Put on the new you. For he is a good God and he has great plans. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Many of us are transitioning from one season, from the old and into the new. You've just recently gone through it. You're getting ready to go through it. Hallelujah. And you're getting ready to know what I'm talking about. Transition, transformation cannot be an easy thing at times. There are things that you have to realize that God's going to do it. And if you're used to it another way, you're going to have to learn to let go of that old way. Many changes, many challenges, many differences. Let his rhema word, his life-giving word, hallelujah, carry you and form you into the man or woman of God that he's always called you to be. Amen? Amen. Old wine was great for the old wine skin, but the old wine skin needs to be changed out for the new because we need to embrace and have the capacity to hold the new wine that is being poured out. God's word says, enlarge the place of your habitation. Stretch the curtains wide for I am coming in this day and it's a new thing. So get rid of the old, put on the new. Look at your neighbor and say, my, but he's given a good message today. Hallelujah. Some of you are holding on to the old. The problem is that the new has come already and he desires to take on the new. Hallelujah. Are you holding on to old relationships that call into question the direction that God is taking you? Are you holding on to 20 instead of 200? Those of you who've been here a while, you know what I'm talking about. Will you forgive the leader or the person or the company or the other church for the wrong that was done? Are you keeping or shedding the spirit and or the method or the atmosphere of the former church? Are you sick and tired of the old just enough to break the covenant you've made with it and commit to what God now has in store for you? 
Ha! Paul shared with God's people this word, and I'll leave you with that, and then we're moving into ministry time. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Hallelujah. It says, brothers and sisters, are you a brother or are you a sister? I said, are you a brother and a sister? Hallelujah. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. That means he's not quite there yet. Hallelujah. But one thing I do, but I'm in pursuit of it. Forgetting what's behind. There's the old. See ya. Sayonara. Off you go now. Hallelujah. Forgetting what's behind. Straining toward what is ahead. Hallelujah. Press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. Ha! It's a new day. For it's a new day of restoration. Zion is restored in truth and light. The praises of God's people are within her. They're worshiping their God with all their might. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. We have got to understand that there is a new thing that God is doing. We're struggling with the old. Woe is me. (laughs) Come on. He's here in the midst. He's here to change, to do a great exchange. If you're willing, look at your neighbor and say, are you willing? Choose by faith to do it. This is how we live. We live by what? And not by Hallelujah. There will be battles that will take place because you've been used to the old. Now you're coming into the new. Some of you need to grieve in a godly way in that old thing, the old way. Holding on to those things, they become very dear, precious to you. And they're going bye-bye. And you might need to do a little godly grieving. Hallelujah. Might be short-lived. Hallelujah. It's not going to take years. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall what? Not fear any evil. Hallelujah. God's word tells us he will take us through. Not let us camp there forever. Hallelujah. Washing is going to take place for some of you. Of forgiveness, repentance, and purifying. Like Pastor Dan prayed earlier this morning. Old clothes are going to be replaced with new clothes. The Lord is doing this right now even as we speak. There's some restructuring that will happen in many of you. Just like when car companies, you remember the car plants like the one we used to have near Tinker? They would have to shut down for a couple of weeks because there was a new make and model of a car. And so they would have to shut everything down and get everything restructured and put new things in so to prepare for that new make and model of car that was coming out. My God, you are going to become a new, brand new make and model of what you used to be. God is restructuring you and calling you to come up out of the old and into the new. Come on now, let's stand everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With everything I've said, you're probably processing it. It's going 100 miles an hour. Like, whoa. Okay, Holy Spirit's going to show you through this next week and couple weeks or maybe the first of your life, okay, how and what to do regarding the whole issue of getting rid of the old and coming into the new. Hallelujah. Remember, your soul is in the process of being saved. Hallelujah. It is an ongoing process. So do not get frustrated and do not get upset or, or hopeless. Hallelujah. Because your God is patient. He is kind. And it is his uh, kindnesses that lead you to what? Repentance and switch your mind about things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands. Father, we thank you today 
for the beginnings of a new beginning. I thank you, Father God, that you're not about your people walking around and milling about in the old way of living. Father, there's a new thing. And no matter what we've gone through, what has been spoken to us, hallelujah, all the actions, all the experiences, huh, they are from the old and they formed us in ways that did not follow after your plan. But Father, we're willing right now for you to work in us by the power of your Holy Spirit, hallelujah, to get into those areas where we have believed lies, misbeliefs, things that are not in line and dig deep. We allow you to do that by the power of your Holy Spirit. Not just right now, but going on from this point forth, we make room. We enlarge the place of our habitation for you to do a work of grace that we cannot possibly touch on our own. Jesus. Jesus. We desire a move of God. Our heart is for reformation, restoration. Hallelujah. A brand new move of God where the old, the, 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 the latter and the earlier reigns come together. Hallelujah. And the power of God is evident over not just a few, but over a nation. Hallelujah. We hunger and thirst. And so, Father, we thank you that our souls are being having the spotlight put on them. Hallelujah. That we might deal, Father, with those areas, hallelujah, that are bringing us to destruction. And you're bringing us and giving us that great exchange. You're exchanging our old life of destruction. And Father, we receive, I'm seeing it right now. It's right now, it's falling on different people right now. The new, that new way, that new desire. Hallelujah, whatever that might look like. God is at work even in this moment to exchange and change and transform and put you in a place where you are supposed to be for the kingdom of God to advance and for this move of God to be all that it's called to be. And you are a vital part. Hallelujah. If you agree with this, say amen and shout glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. We thank you and praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor Dan. Well, we're, we've been working on Kelly's level of enthusiasm. Maybe, maybe we'll get there someday. <laughs> I got a little nervous at the end. Uh, well, not the end, the first end. Uh, when he said, this is the last thing we're going to talk about or, or cover, and it was about laying down your life. Thank you for not mentioning ice cream. I still get to eat ice cream. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, have I told y'all it's good to see you today? I have? Have I said that before? Okay. Praise the Lord. Just uh, quickly, um, we're going to be starting uh, a new series for about 
five weeks, I believe it is, on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. And it's going to be, uh, what lies have you swallowed? What lies have you swallowed? And we're going to be talking about some different things. I'll give you an example. This is not really a good example, but godliness is what? The thing, the only thing that's ahead of cleanliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness is the way you've heard it. It's not in the Bible. That's a good thing. But we're going to be talking about some of those things. Just take a few of them each week and talk about them. Uh, we've got some suggestions from a lot of you before. And uh, it's, it's great to, to leave us more suggestions on the contact cards, connect cards. Uh, we use that for that. But we're going to be talking about certain specific things that we've all swallowed and we haven't been aware of the fact that they're not really biblical. Uh-huh. So it's going to recorrect, readjust, remodify some of the things that you've had in the past. Brad did an awesome um, slide. Or you did it. Brad did it. Okay. Because I know you did one too we were talking about earlier. He did a slide out there on the TV set in the lobby. And it says... <laughs> The, have you swallowed the lies that you believe? Have you and it's got L-I-E, which is the middle of believe. Okay. Can't follow you. But it's really good. There are some things that we all have done and said and shared, and they're not biblical. And some of them we haven't really pulled the, the essence out of it. I'll give you one there. God is in control. Yes, he is. Yes, he's not. What do you mean by control? That's what we have to ask. Because ultimately he is. But individually he's not. You can have vanilla ice cream or you can have strawberry or chocolate or anything else. So there's, there's some of those things that we all need to kind of wake up to and get the essence of what the Word of God says rather than our traditional thoughts. Amen. Praise God. And then Sunday, uh, I'm going to be sharing a message. Where is the harvest? Where is the harvest? And we're going to be talking about some things in the culture today. We're going to be talking about some things to help you to understand some things that are going on and how to address those things. And after all, where is the harvest field? Where should we be reaching others for Jesus Christ? And how do we do some things like it? Because it's different than it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. I've been through all of those, by the way, and it's different today. So what we want to do is, where is the harvest? Let's talk about it. Let's see what it would take for us to be able to go and grow. And by the way, if you don't have these little... Uh, tracks handy to pull out. Mm -hmm. Y'all to be able to whoop it out real quick to give to people. Amen. I had to repent. I went out to eat last week one time and I uh, didn't have one on me and I reached in my pocket to pull one out. Didn't have one on me. Uh, see? Bang, bang. If you sit on the front row, you get a little more, okay? <laughs> uh, uh, we want to make sure that you're aware of the fact that we love for your comments. We love for your phone numbers. 
We love for your uh, mailing address. We love for your email address. We will not give them to anybody else, but there are things that we'll be sending out even more. We're getting ready to start something new, and if we don't have your email or home address to mail you something, we'll do it either way, then you're going to be missing out on it. And it may not be $100 bills, but it'll be worth more than $100 bills, okay? And by the way, speaking of that, uh, we want you to be sure that you remember tithes, gifts, and offerings because that's what God used you for to be able to help support this ministry. And you can do so by looking on the screens and seeing the texting or the uh, online ways of giving. Plus, we have offering envelopes at the back. We have uh, the drop box at the back. We have pens at the back. And if you can't find any of that stuff, just throw your money down there and we'll find it sooner or later, okay? But that's important. I don't want to minimize that. It's important because God says to bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse. Amen. Have I forgot anything, anybody? Good job. Do you breathe? <laughs> My mother-in-law, she used to talk and never did breathe. I've caught Kelly once or twice breathing, but just not very often. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives today. We thank you, Lord God, that you're progressing us like Christian progression should take place, coming closer to our Lord, our God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that we've taken off the old. We're putting on the new. And we thank you, Lord, that we're able to put our hands on the plow and not look back because we want to be fit for your kingdom and you, by your grace, makes us that way. May all the glory and praise and honor be yours. We thank you, Father God, for life in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you stand up. If you need prayer for anything individually, specifically, please come to the front. We'll be glad to share with you in, in the prayer of agreement. Have a great week. Hope to see you Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, 645 for snacks. <laughs>